This podcast is the overflow of a three and a half minute song called Jesus Happened. You can expect raw and real conversation, stories, and testimonies of my personal Jesus Happened moment, along with many others. So here we go with another episode of the Jesus Happened podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Jesus Happened Podcast. This is not Baylor. This is James, her husband, Uh-oh. the man of her dreams, who God <laughs> formed in my mother's womb to <laughs> help her on this earthly life until she marries Jesus. This Aww. is him coming at you live. Well, you might be hearing us at a later date, but wherever you're at, we're hoping that you're enjoying the presence of the Lord today. Oh, you're snap. experiencing the fruit and the Amen. freedom that comes with believing in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Whoa. So we're excited to talk with you today. <laughs> And we're going to talk a little bit about our experience uh, and our Jesus Happen experience together, um, purity and dating and so much more. So we're excited to have you today with us. Baby, are you <laughs> uh, crying? <laughs> we're feeling the presence Baby, of the Lord here crying? strong. The radio signal is coming in hot. From the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. From <laughs> heaven. Let's go. Hey. <laughs> All right, so amen. That was the are. best intro I've ever experienced. <laughs> so we're so excited to be with you. Thank you, Lord. I'm so excited to be with you, babe. Tell me. I'm excited to be with you, baby. How's your day? It's incredible. We went to church this morning, yeah. and we came back. No, then we went to eat. The big old breakfast at this place called Big Bad Breakfast. Big breakfast. It's new over on Charlotte Pike. If you live in Nashville, it's tasty. And then we came home and we rested. And then James played the piano while I made myself a second cup of coffee. Yeah, you did. And now I'm sitting here staring at you, and I love you so much. I love you too, babe. That was an incredible intro. Thank the Lord, not me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for this podcast and for my husband and just the reality of Jesus. Like, Hmm. I just love Jesus. Yeah. Do you love Jesus, babe? With all my heart. All your heart, soul, strength, mind? Yeah. It's, he's beautiful. I mean, he's beautiful. The love that he has for us and has for the people of earth. It's amazing. It just emits out of us at restaurants a lot of times. I mean, we'll just jump right into it and talk about how we were friends in college years ago for over eight years now. Over eight years. We were friends all through college. We actually met our freshman year. First class. In our first year seminar class. Literally my first class of college. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. Baylor came late every Fridays day. Fridays at 9. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's not true. No, nah, you, you showed true. up I, I, from my recollection. And it was amazing. I mean, yeah. we, we had so many experiences in college together. Great experiences, some not so great, some challenges, some yeah. triumphs. We definitely saw each other at our best and worst. It's true. You know? It's true. And yeah. the Lord really kept a veil over our eyes we like to say and kept us as friends we never crossed that line into anything else which i thought was beautiful as considering now we're husband and wife we're married <laughs> yeah we'd be married i put a ring on it he put a ring on it and yeah no the lord definitely protected us from ever crossing boundaries uh into you know any romantic relationship we really truly were just friends for years and yeah yeah, and it was awesome. 
we had a lot of similar friends too. Yeah. And I think that's something I wanted to talk about today is, as I mentioned earlier, our topics are, we're going to talk about dating, uh, purity in dating. Yes. Our Jesus happened moment. But I think our Jesus happened moment is preceded by our dating experiences and our friendship experiences. Yes. And as a guy, I know you've had a lot of amazing women on this podcast and, and some amazing guys as well. And, and I'd love to have more conversations with the men out there and to start this dialogue. Maybe James should start his own podcast. (laughs) Uh Yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe I should. Maybe you did. Maybe I just did. No. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was, how the men of our culture have been given this get out of jail free card, so to speak. Mm. And what it's come with is not only a disrespect for women um, in the way that they view them, but also the way they treat them, mm. especially in a dating relationship. And I wanted to talk about how the Lord put on my heart uh, and revealed in my heart how how sinful I had been in the past in college through certain friend groups I had. And my dad always told me, you are your closest friends. So I believe that if I stayed with those friends that, that caused me to do bad things or or they were doing bad things and I followed along, right? If I stayed with those friends, my treatment of women, especially you would have been much different. And I highly doubt that there'd be a ring on your finger when you hung out with James. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so purity is so key because it says in the Bible, uh, in many places, it, it talks about purity, but uh, it says in First Th- First Thessalonians that God did not call us to live an impure life, but to live a holy life, and so it's it's about filling up as well. And yeah. we were talking last night about Matthew twelve when an impure spirit comes out of a person. This is Jesus' words: "It goes through and it goes through a raid places, seeking rest, and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house that I left, and when it arrives.'" It finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Well, I want to make sure that when my house is swept clean, it's filled with the Holy Ghost, yeah. not with any other ghost, yeah, if you know talk what I'm about, talking about. And <laughs> talk about that for a second, baby. Talk about the first time you got filled with the Holy Spirit. Tell that story, if you don't mind. Yeah. And then talk about how we need to be constantly refilled every day. Constantly refilled. I was 13, maybe 14 years old. I was at a worship institute with Jeff Dio, Sonic Flood from the late 90s. Yeah, <laughs> amazing worship artist. And he was running this thing called Pure Worship Institute. And um, Lyndall Cooley was actually... I was about to say, wasn't Lyndall there? Yeah, he was. And he was worshiping. And, and during his set, during his time, his prayer set, I felt the Holy Ghost come over me. My stomach was on fire and I just started speaking out in tongues. And I was so young, I was like, whoa, I'd see my dad do this because yeah. I was so blessed. My dad and mom um, put me in church from the moment I was breathing, but yeah. they uh, exposed me to the Holy Spirit at a really young age, but I wasn't uh, in tune with that yeah. right way, of course. And so you just knew like that was their relationship with God and you liked it and it felt good, but you hadn't had your own moment yet. Right. I was comfortable around it. I yeah. I figured, you know what, if God really is the God of the universe, he can talk to us in interesting sounding voices. <laughs> right. And yeah. I had a discernment that started to grow within me at a young age for true tongues and true spiritual giftings right. and not Amen. just not just using it for personal gain or something like Amen. that. Because that's out there. And the Bible look talks at. about that. The Bible talks yeah, very Google, clearly about Google, that. Um, you know, Bible verses on tongues and, and the, you know, Jesus will teach you himself. Yes, he will. He will. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, from that moment on, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. But once again, I'm going to keep going back to my friend groups, my friend groups 
may not have been. My friend groups may have been more interested in uh, the Harry Potter or the Lord of the Rings or whatever was on TV at that time. Possibly other ghosts. Possibly other ghosts. And so I am saying that it's so important that that we stay filled up with the Holy Ghost and, and, and knowing Jesus and the way that we know him is by reading his word because he is the word. And so, yeah. So you got filled when you were 13, 14 and then fast forward into college, you're like living this life. You called yourself a Christian and you were, but you were possibly getting dried up by certain friend groups that were pulling you into a sinful lifestyle. Right. And, and like talk about your friend groups in, in college and then about like, how unfortunately like the purity thing was no longer on your radar because of your friends and because you weren't being filled with the word. And like, what was that like? So I was, like I said, Matthew 12, we're talking about cleaning the house. I believe that my house was cleaned really early and I was starting to fill up. But when I got to college, we went to this Christian university. Everything seemed like it would be safe and tolerant and Mm -hmm. it would be in God's perfect will and, and all these things. But you get there and all of a sudden no parents, no rules, you have time, no what, accountability. Like, let's talk about some dangerous things here. Time, no rules, no accountability. And eighteen years old, yeah, things no, are going to go crazy. So, um, for sure, I joined a fraternity, and there were some great men in that fraternity. There still are some great friends of mine. Yeah, but I'm not saying, and I know they would say the same thing. Yeah, we made some pretty silly decisions together, and we weren't holding each other accountable to the gospel. Yeah, and so there were seasons where. I was filling my mind with earthly things, filling my heart with earthly things. Mm-hmm. And I was yielding earthly results. And those things, right. anything that is not in conjunction with the Holy Spirit is separating us from the Holy Spirit. And so my house was not being filled with good things of the Lord, but dirty things. And so I'd have wow. to clean those out periodically. I would come into seasons where I would thrive on being back in the Word and being back in a church group. And then it's almost like this this depression wave would come over me and I would look towards things of the world to fill me up. And so um, speaking to all those out there is be careful who you surround yourself with and make sure that those friends and those mentors are in the word Yeah. and, and you lift each other up. It says in the word that we are to lift each other up. Iron sharpens iron. And so um, don't stoop down and put yourself away from you where you know you should be and that's in the word yeah and i just want to read this scripture really quick while we're here second corinthians 10 5 says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of god and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ Wow. So in the seasons of when depression would come on you or for me, when I would believe the, you know, the lie of self-pity or, um, you know, pride or arrogance or I don't know, anything like that, needing attention from boys or mentors, anything like that, I was not taking my thoughts captive. I was not making them come into agreement with the word of God because I didn't really know the word. You knew the word. You at least grew up in it. You were possibly just maybe ignoring your conscience during those seasons. I wouldn't say possibly. I would say directly. There were many times when I yeah. I saw a door and I knew that I shouldn't walk through it, but I walked through it because I was curious sinful. and sinful. And yeah. I was not listening to the Spirit of God in me. And, yeah. and I definitely got what was coming to me. There's a sermon that TB Joshua talks about. It's called um, Don't Ignore Your Conscience. And he's talking all about how that still small voice that you hear inside. A lot of Christians think, no, that's just me. Like, no, no. Well, sometimes it's actually the Holy Spirit trying to speak to you, you know? 
Yeah, and something that our pastor spoke about today was us still not giving up our flesh fully. And like our flesh will, our flesh is sinful. It's naturally yeah. sinful. So it's, it's at going, war with the spirit. It's at war and it's going to try and push us away from the Holy Spirit. And right. so we have to be at a place of obedience where we want to be in relationship with him and yeah. want to be reading his word and have the understanding that we get to do those things yeah. and that we live in a country where we can worship freely <laughs> and it's not something to be taken for granted any longer. Amen. And so and let's not blame demons for everything y'all. I used to do that when I first came into freedom, I'd be like, Oh, that's just a demon. When really it was my flesh. My flesh yeah, was flaring up against the knowledge of God. <laughs> well, it's, it's your, preferences yeah it's our preferences you and you think pet is peeves. right and it's 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 pride it's not humility it's not walking in humility and so getting back on track to where we were going with this is our friend groups in college would we'd be surrounding ourselves with these friends in college that wouldn't promote purity wouldn't promote um saving yourself for marriage and so forth and Amen. so men what i meant what i was referencing earlier is the house would be clean, but then it says in the word, the demons could come back sevenfold. And so, um, if you're not filling yourself up with the word, you're filling yourself up with something else. Come on. And before long, uh, a thought becomes verbalized and that verbalized words, those become actions that you yep. take and those actions become habits and those habits become lifestyles. And then before you know it, you're living you're in death two years, three years down the road and you're living in separation, which is death. Right. And so, Separation right. from God, from the presence. That's what we mean when we say sin or death. Like we don't, yes, it can lead to physical death, but we were listening to a sermon yesterday talking about all the different types of deaths. Like the most, in, the most serious one is the separation from God eternally, eternal death. Yep. And so what James is saying is when you, when you don't take your thoughts captive, when you don't fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit and when you don't surround yourself with holy friends, people that build you build you up in the faith and that live holy lifestyles, mm-hmm. you eventually will lead yourself into not only darkness, but possibly eternal death. Exactly. It's and serious. It's we super love serious. you all so much that we never want that to happen. Ever. That's why we're going outside of ourselves to talk to you and spread this good news. I mean, it, it comes down to foundationally, we love people. We're not wanting to push anyone away no We're, and god loves everyone he's telling us these things he's written these things down in his word yeah. so that we can be saved by his mercy and grace Amen. and so it's not something to feel and take offense towards it's something to to take as hopeful encouragement that on the day of judgment you won't be eternally in damned yeah and that you will you will sit be, at the right hand of the father and that you will singing singing and <laughs> dancing and living a life of bliss and we get new bodies and new names what's your name gonna be i don't know well i want to know so loved my name's <laughs> gonna be so loved there you go just I kidding i don't know so <laughs> we're in college yeah so back to our we're story in fraternities sororities we're making silly decisions yeah both of us were living in and out of sin but babe what were we good people absolutely not no we weren't ever but we thought we were <laughs> No, we thought we were great. If somebody would have come up to me and said, hey, are you a good person? I'd say, yeah, I'm a good person. Oh, yeah, me too. For sure. I'm a great person. I'm doing, I mean, I'm working hard. I'm doing these things. Well, have you ever sinned? Come on. Well, yeah. I mean, I've sinned. Yeah. Of course, during those days, though, my mind was set on 
making as much money as I could, getting as much knowledge as I could, you know, opening, trying to open these doors for myself out of strife and out of, out of, um, striving and not out of rest and peace and, and trust and trust, trusting that God will take care of us. And I remember having a conversation with this guy, um, from church at the time we met up at a Starbucks and he, he showed me a cup and he, he said, this cup is going to be filled with something and you don't need to be sharing the gospel until it's running over with the word. So he like literally poured water into the Cindy cup until it started running over. He said, this is what I need you to be thinking Amen. about before you even try to go out and preach because there's a lot of that going on too, where come on, people get misinterpretations and people get led smiling down towards hell, but they believe that they're not in sin. Right. And so when I say that I thought I was a good person, I was going out and drinking on Friday and Saturday night, waking up early on Sunday, putting some cold water on my face and going to church. Jesus. How, how is that okay? But everyone everyone around me was doing it. Jesus. And Would nobody, you say that you had you had any peace or joy during that season? Like true. Now that you it know what forced. Peace of, I, I wouldn't be true peace or joy because right, it was I know fabricated. What it, is. it was fabricated. It yeah. was it was let it me It was pr- probably the only peace and joy you knew at the time. It's not like you would have said it was fake in that moment, because in that moment you genuinely thought you were probably tasting peace. But you really don't taste peace until you've met the Prince of Peace. And that's the truth. And I really believe that it says that we must have faith like a child because when I was a child, I remember having peace. I remember having joy. And I'd always think to myself, I want to go back to that time. And I would think in college, like what was it like to be a kid? I would go visit my parents' farm and I would go out in the woods and walk around, but it wasn't the same. I had this inner dialogue and it wasn't a peaceful one. And so I'd go out on those nights to try and loosen up or try and, forget the stress that I was under and be joyful again, which would wow. just in, be a cyclical cycle back towards more depression and more anger and more and shame, more shame yeah. because I knew it was wrong. Because that's what the devil wants. That's what the he devil, wants. First of all, the devil wants Christians to think they're good, Yep. which is like everybody read C.S. Lewis, just every book. I can't even, the first one that I think of right now is screw tape letters. Just go read C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters because what he wants is for us to First of all, keep our eyes on us in any capacity, whether we're so bad or we're so good. That's still about us and not about the king of kings, who is the only good one. Mm. We want to talk about good. The goodness of God is the only good that we that we know. It's true. No, no man is hearts good. are deceitful. Yeah. My heart is deceitful and my heart wanted connection. And I was yearning for peace and solitude and, and bliss like we yearn for like we're created we're, for we're created to live in harmony with the lord we're created and to so, be in relationship with our creator amazing <laughs> and and so but when we don't understand that and when our eyes are blinded by sin we're going to look from every which way up down left right backwards and so i started looking to women i started looking to girls in college and Uh-oh. and i would <laughs> go out on these dates and get in these relationships and and think that that would be the answer. Okay, well, maybe being in this relationship will help me clean up my sin. Woo. Maybe maybe I can be the man that God wants me to be through this. And at the time, I'm a little boy screaming inside. I have knowing, <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. And and unfortunately, I'm, I'm hurting people too yeah. at the same time. Not only myself, but I'm hurting others. Yeah. And so 
And and so living an impure life is such a dangerous place and it yields things that are not of the kingdom of God yeah. and it will hurt you and others in your path. And so if I could encourage any men who are struggling out there with sin, whether it's pornography, whether it's sexual sin, whether it's thoughts that are not of God and you know it because mm-hmm. you have been saved in the past where you have recognized the Holy Spirit in your life. May I say to you right now, there is a way out and it is Jesus <laughs> and it is accepting that you are a sinner, that you have to have him to get through this, that you have to rely on him. You have to trust him and you have to let go of the sin because you can live out of sin. And, and the Lord showed that to me. He, I went in, through these relationships and I was seeking joy out of these relationships. And it wasn't until the last one where the Lord turned it off completely, cut it down. And, and, and I was lost and I was alone and I was, my only hope was to call upon the name of the Lord. And so I did thank thank the Lord because it, it was, you can ask my friends who were around me at the time. It was, easy to have not done that in, in if I were living in the world, living for right. the world. But fortunately, I was directed back towards him for, because of Jesus. his mercies. And he, and he gave you a heart that wanted to seek him again. He sure did. And, and if you're that guy listening right now, pray that the Lord will open your eyes to his love and to his kindness on yeah. your life. Pray and hold the Bible right now and ask the Lord to speak to you through his word and open it up. And read that and pray that over yourself right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because you can live without those sexual sins. And so Amen. what happened was <laughs> I I got clean for lack of a better Yeah. My mind became renewed. The yeah. mind of Christ began to take over. And what's the verse that says strip off the weights and the, take up your faith? Take, no, it says <laughs> strip off the sins and and take off the weights that so easily entangle us. So, and so that you can run this race of faith. Amen. And and so that's what happened. I started running the race. And you were, what was happening before is you were getting tripped up on sin, just like I yep. was, which yep. like most believers do. Yep. They, and they think that's just their lot to carry. When in yep. reality, God didn't create us to live in ongoing sin. Like right. you're saying, yep. he created us to live in freedom from sin. Freedom from sin. We're, and it's so much sweeter than the the mind game of going out will help you feel this way or right. whatever the sin is that you're, that you, that you believe you've taken on, yeah. whatever that sin is, I promise you that the joy of the Lord and the peace that you will feel living in his freedom it's is way so much better than, than any of that stuff. And, and you'll just lay your head down at night with a clean conscience too. Who Amen. doesn't want that? Amen. <laughs> and so, um, a, a good, a good buddy of mine came into my life at the time, uh, who was my roommate and, he and I would read the word together and, and we were both like holding each other accountable. And so before long, um, we started, you and I, Baylor, you and I started talking and it was, (laughs) it was not by random chance. It It was was, sure not. It was something that neither of us saw coming because neither of us were looking for it. And so we get asked that question a lot. How did you find your spouse? How did you find your, your, the love of your life? The truth is, is we didn't. We didn't. We, <laughs> there's not some secret dating app out there. Nope. For Speaking like, of dating apps, yeah, we are not fans of dating apps. Not a fan. It it really it doesn't end well. 
we're not the biggest fan of dating apps, but we are a fan of Jesus's dating <laughs> service. And I've, so, I've always wanted to start a Jesus dating app. Jesus Just dating saying. app. Yep. And so we were friends for the, all those years. And yeah. And we reconnected and I'll just tell you my side of, you know, yeah. um, right before I met James, I was actually engaged to another guy and it was the wrong relationship. And the Lord completely rescued me and redeemed me all over again. I had already been in freedom and following Jesus for a few years at that point. And I, I got tricked back into, um, an old relationship. Um, this guy came back in and I thought that I was, um, following the voice of the Lord, but I was really ignoring my conscience. Um, to those of you out there who might be doing that, don't do it. It's not worth it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I fell back into, um, not necessarily sin, I would say, but I definitely wasn't trusting the Lord and I wasn't waiting on his perfect plan. Now I tell people all the time. I tell girls all the time that Romans eight twenty eight says, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. And that's what he did. Even in that terrible season of, um, being on the wrong path for a second with the wrong person, he was, he was truly uprooting my idol of marriage through this last relationship before I met James. He was completely, completely burning up my last and final idol on earth, which was to be married. The Bible says it's not wrong to be married. God says to get together and multiply and he blesses marriages. But when they're not blessed, when when you've placed an, a man or a woman or a marriage above God, he's very serious. He's a jealous lover. He's a jealous God. And so when that relationship ended, I was finally like actually an empty vessel to be completely honest. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I was just so surrendered and I was experiencing the love of God as my soon coming King and soon coming husband, eternal husband, like never before. And, and girls were like, Oh, you're just happy single. And I'm like, yeah, actually I would prefer to be single forever, <laughs> but I, God knows my heart and he knew he gave me the desire to have a husband. So baby, when you came into the picture, it was June of 2020. 20. 2020. And um, I had had a dream about you beforehand. I won't go into the details right now, but Jesus had written me a letter and promised that you would show up. And so, yeah, I was so like available for whatever God wanted to do. But I was also super nervous about dating again just because of my past pain. Mm. So when you came into the picture, what happened, babe? How did we reconnect? Well, we reconnected through Instagram yeah. and boating and <laughs> you invited yourself on my boat. <laughs> yeah. It's true, y'all. He posted an Instagram story of being on a on a wakeboarding boat with his family. And I was like, yo, James, how are you? Whose boat is this? And And before long, she's up there doing 360s and all this craziness. And yeah. I was like, who is this woman? that I knew from college and is now sancti- in sanctification. Yeah. And when was the last time we had seen each other? Two years before that moment? It probably been almost two years. Yeah. And so a lot had changed for both of us. And Yeah, I had we, been delivered to demons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And it was amazing. And so we, we were instantly rekindled, so to speak. And yeah. there was something more going on that we felt in our hearts. And and so we were instantly rekindled and the flame in our hearts started burning. The love flame, I'd call it. The love flame. And a couple of weeks went by after that. And before you knew it, we were spending every 
evening after work together. Yeah. I told friends of mine that it felt like a sanctified Nicholas Sparks movie because like James was like my sweet Prince Charming who finally showed up. But like my heart was still so set on the Lord. Like he didn't cause me to take my eyes off Jesus ever. He never tempted me to do that. He encouraged me toward the Lord. And because he did that, I fell in love with him faster. Did you know that, babe? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's amazing. Guys, and take notes. For you too, there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't this uh temptation or this like sexual peace to you that was Woo. like outside of was marriage. Like pulling but, on you. Yeah, it wasn't this temptation type of engagement. That's and a good word. It was like a That's a really good word. It was word a wholesome yeah. for girls to know. Yeah. Hey, let's just say that. Girls, women out there, when you're yeah. in the place in life where you feel God's speaking to you about a, a mate on this earth, yeah. right? Or husband, please, please present yourself as you would to Jesus. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be in a miniskirt. Just saying. Come and, on. And guys, please hold Don't wear a miniskirt back. either. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear a mini skirt and please keep your buttons like buttoned on your shirt. At least, you know, you come down one. Yeah, keep your butt buttoned too. Uh, (laughs) No, but that being said, there was a purity around you that I hadn't seen before. And I'd known you before. And there was something about you that I knew was different. And I remember telling my parents and a friend of ours that we used to run with in college. And I said to him, hey, something's different about her now. It's really wild. She loves the Lord yeah. and you can see it in her fruit. And so what? Our neighbor just walked by. <laughs> oh, did he see us? No. Okay. Keep going. Oh, we live you in a neighborhood. Y'all. Fruit. And so something's different about her. You can see her fruit, and it says in the Bible, believers can judge each other by the fruit they yeah. produce. And the fruit of that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Amen. Patience, kindness, truth. I mean, joy, peace, <laughs> those wonderful things so much for growing up in church baby you don't even know the fruits uh, i'm just kidding i did but you love at me joy peace there was patience, a squirrel kindness. and a dog barking over there <laughs> goodness forbearance something else cut that part no it's funny okay that was funny so <laughs> and it's safe to say that i was attracted to those things i was attracted to the lord in you i i mean yes I was me too to with you, you but i wasn't attracted to like in like a sensual way no it wasn't like that and Mm-mm. and it was I the always, first it was the first time for me that i was attracted to jesus in in a man wow and i my pastor told me like james was the first godly guy i had ever met in my life like i had never i truly had never been around a godly guy my age ever and i had never been around a woman who had so much zeal and fire for the Lord. And that inspired me to seek after him even further too. And wow. your and I know that your zeal for him shines so bright that it, it inspires others and they want to know what you have. And so I just encourage you to keep running that race. Thanks, and so uh, in college, a buddy of mine, we would always talk about when we meet our wives one day, we want to be running to the, to the Lord and we want to look over and see our wife there next to us. Running. Having their eyes on Jesus, not right. on each other. And I know that someone spoke that word over you as over well. Over me. And I, 
little things like that yeah. kept happening where it there was there so were many confirmations, confirmations, little confirmations, big confirmations. We see the spirit manifesting even to this day with canoes and kayaks. Yeah. We're still asking the Lord, We're what, still that asking means. The Lord what that means. And you know, you're just going to have to have that in your ear for now. We're not going to go into details, but it's cute. <laughs> and so as we were hanging out, we were spending time together. We started reading the word together Yeah, and the Lord would show up. I mean, we would be able to evangelize the people together. Mm. We were struck out in the spirit a few times and slain in the spirit. Like actually. Like we experienced the joy of the Lord on a whole new level. Whole we new had level. encounters where we were seeing visions and it t- tended to happen in parking lots. Yeah. We'd find ourselves, no joke, sitting down to laying prostrate in parking lots, <laughs> worshiping God together. Yeah. Our date nights would turn into like, closed eyes like crying and calling out to God just because we realized we we before we ever said I love you or even said like you're my husband you're my wife like this is gonna happen we realized it in our spirits I think babe and so we were like worshiping the Lord for bringing us our person I think and that's what was happening bringing us our person so that we could as a whole worship him how he designed it to be we just want to encourage everyone out there that if you are desiring a husband or a wife not to focus on that to keep your eyes on jesus like actually keep your eyes on him and he'll give you the desires of his heart and your heart because your heart will become his heart your heart's desires will become his desires for you and that that's what i learned the most in this relationship with you babe is that my desires shifted completely toward you because god desired you Mm -hmm. you know yeah and same with me, like he desired us to be together. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. So it was blessed and that's why it was so quick. And now we're married and we're living in Tennessee together and you're in roofing and I'm in Christian music and it's so much fun and we're just learning every day and we both don't know how to cook and that's okay. <laughs> we, we can cook eggs. It's okay though, like, because it's all about Jesus anyways, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. And it's so beautiful and so... Let's just pray right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, baby. For all those who are feeling any sort of restlessness around their relationship with the Lord. And we we command that spirit of restlessness to leave and for the spirit of truth to come and invade your heart right now in Jesus' name and give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Open your Bible, get to know Jesus, and trust in Him in all things here on earth trust in him and his will for your life will come to pass we thank you lord for this podcast and those listening yes thank you lord for my beautiful wife <laughs> bless this day in jesus name we pray amen this is the day hey this is the day that the lord has made that the lord has made i will rejoice hey I will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has 